Hello, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. Here, we believe success is inevitable and everything is possible. On each episode, we get real about the entrepreneurial journey and look at what it means to lean into your intuition, feel in alignment with your business, have coffee with resistance, and trust in abundance. We answer the tough questions. How can we show up authentically in business, with integrity in relationships, deeply seeking in our spiritual practice, and with grace in motherhood and beyond? This podcast celebrates the anti-hustle, healing from toxic productivity, prioritizing rest, and discovering tools that will support both your healing and business growth journeys. Your time and energy are precious resources, so thank you for being here. Your presence is a gift, and your business is thanking you. Get ready to get real, get honest, and keep growing. Hey, and welcome back to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm Krista Ritma, and this is a solo episode with me today. This has been a long time coming, and one of my most requested topics, and that is the topic of astrology. And for me, it's a sacred topic. It's something that I speak to all the time, every day. It's part of my language now, but it's not something I share from the perspective of my personal journey with it and how I discovered astrology and what it's really done for me in my life. And for anybody who is new to astrology, who feels skeptical about astrology, about learning another system of self-love and personal development, I really want you to listen to this episode with open ears and open arms and just take what fits, take what feels in resonance as always and leave the rest. The reason why I share so many of my tools and experiences is as you'll find out, I have a lot of Gemini in my chart. So I love to share. I love to communicate. But the main reason is because throughout my personal development journey with my spiritual practice, with my business, you name it, I have found these really amazing tools. And through my business retreats and my witchy business container, my purpose is really to share these tools and bring in the experts and learn from the experts. And maybe these tools will be of benefit. May they be of service. And maybe not every single tool I share is going to resonate with every single person, but There were people that joined my retreat that got into angel cards for the first time or Palo Santo or energy clearing or cord cutting or astrology. And it's just so fun to see what lands for people. And astrology is so important to me. It's such a deep part of my life and world and and it's very personal. And when, I, <laughs> when I'm speaking to an astrologer and they see my chart, I almost feel just so naked because it's just so personal and it's a private journey and it has been that for me. But I'm excited to share this with you today because 
for me, it's become a path to God and a path to love, a path or to a path to deeper understanding of myself, compassion, self-love, and love for the world, love for the individual, for the things that drive us, that make us unique, instead of this like polarizing effect. I feel oftentimes when I meet somebody that's so different, astrology has given me this language to lean in and understand, well, why? Why are we so different? And where is that showing up in our charts? So I'm so excited to share this with you today. It's newer in my world. I didn't even have my first astrology reading until I think 2016. So this is not something I've been studying for a long time. It's something that came fast (laughs) into my life and has been present every day since to the point where I I really don't remember life without using the love language of astrology. and, And that's what I call it. And so just for my high level preface of what astrology means to me, it truly is a path to God. It is a love language and it is just the most, I can't even, wow, astrology, the Gemini has no words. That's kind of amazing. That's how much it means to me (laughs) that I truly don't have the words. So I knew I was a Gemini. That's pretty much all I knew. And from what I'd read and from the level of negative self-talk I had, I thought this was a bad thing for most of my life. I would actually apologize for being a Gemini, and we sort of have a bad reputation of being the twins, hot and cold, flighty, over-communicative. There's all of these things, and I realized that I was all of those things, and I didn't like those things, so I was pretty opposed to astrology for a long time because I didn't like that I was a Gemini. It's not something I wanted to lead with. It's not something I felt proud of. It was actually something that made me dislike myself and the way that I am even more. And that's really all I knew about my chart for the first 30, 28 years of my life. And then I found astrology and it came into my lap. It's like one of those things that I wasn't looking for it. I didn't ask for it. And then one thing led to another and I was fluently speaking this language. And what happened was in about 2017, 2018, I got handed a client through another agency and my job was to edit shoot, create copy, write sales pages, you name it for all things astrology, (laughs) which is hilarious because I had no idea. I was so green. Now looking back, I was like Googling placements so I could get it right in the videos. And my former client was a big success in the astrology world, still is, and at the time was launching this astrology school. And after you complete the school, there's a membership. That's where I come in. And in this membership was thousands, and I mean thousands of hours 
of all content around astrology speaking this language. I've never taken an astrology class. I've never actively said yes to learning this language. But after three years of sitting in that room, shooting the videos, so I'm talking every month's new moon, every month's placements in the sky, every different component of your chart, the breakdown of the houses, the breakdown of the signs, the breakdown of the elements. I mean, I was shooting and editing in-depth content for hours and hours on end for three years of my life. And I would be sitting there watching the content. And at first it just felt like a completely foreign language to me, but as an editor, as a shooter, as someone that was writing sales copy, creating sales pages, emails, I was listening and I was editing. And when you edit something, you have to watch it like over and over and over again. And so about a year and a half in, I was out to dinner with some new colleagues, some new friends in my community, and they were talking about their astrology chart. And I realized I could speak the language in that moment. I didn't even realize I had learned astrology. It's as if I learned through osmosis of sitting there, shooting, editing, writing for hours and hours and hours on end before I knew it, I was speaking this language. And I didn't even really realize what had happened. And the more I spoke about it and the more I spoke to it, the more I wanted to learn and the more excited I got about my own chart. So it's interesting because I really learned astrology as a language before I learned my chart. And I think that's really different than most people because usually that access point is a chart reading. And I actually didn't have my first chart reading for years. And it was through a friend after dinner one night sat down, opened up my chart. And when he started reflecting my chart to me, I could not believe it because I knew what it meant. I had the language already. And so he started reading to me important elements, important um, aspects of my chart, which I will share with you now if you speak this language. And I don't want to get too deep into my chart I want this to be a story about the language and the healing that this has brought me. But what feels important to say about my chart and what I realized in that moment when I was having my chart read to me by someone I trust for the first time was I'm living my chart. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And all this time, I thought being a Gemini was a bad thing. I thought over-communicating. I thought being direct, being flirty, being flighty, all of this stuff. That's just one little side of my chart that has contributed to me being who I am in the world. And what feels important to share is all the air. I got a lot of air (laughs) in my chart. I am sun in Gemini. I am Aquarius rising and I have Mercury, Venus, Chiron all in Gemini. This is a lot of air. I love to communicate. I live for connection. But what feels even more important 
than me being a Gemini. And this is my favorite part of my chart is my Cancer Moon. I'm a Gemini Sun, Cancer Moon, Aquarius Rising, and this Cancer Moon saves me. It's what gives me empathy. It's what gives me sensitivity. It what It's what gives me depth. I have another friend who is also a Gemini Sun, Cancer Moon, and What's really beautiful about this is I crave that connection, but instead of just dee, 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 it's deep. So my therapist calls it like these deep relationships I form with a lot of people. And it's really um, common for me to meet somebody and go deep. And it's the best part of my chart is the depth, is the sensitivity, is the empathy. And that is what my Cancer Moon brings. But my Cancer Moon is in the sixth house, which is Virgo. And once I realized the flavor that my moon, my sensitivity, my feelings, <laughs> I live in my feelings, right? Because the moon represents our emotional body. So my emotional body lives in the sign of cancer. So even though my personality and my ego is in the sun sign of Gemini, my emotional body feels everything. And I'm so grateful for this. However, <laughs> when it shows up in the sixth house of Virgo, the flavor that brings is within work. And my work wound is in my chart. And that was something really profound because once I realized how these aspects were showing up in my life, it's telling me the story of my life. It's showing me the high road and the low road of where I'm going and where I want to be. And it's profound. The last thing that I want to share about my chart that feels really important is that I have little to no earth in my chart. So when you look at my chart, it's all red, all air. So all red for fire, air for uh, yellow for air, and blue for water. There's one little planet in earth, which is my Jupiter and Taurus. And if you know anything about Jupiter and Taurus, it's not all that grounding. It creates um, a stubborn loyalty, if you will, hanging on to those things that are probably not best for me to hang on to. So needless to say, here I am seeing my chart. And for the first time, was it the first time? It's one of the first times I can remember feeling self-love was when I had my chart read. The feeling of I belong here. This is happening on purpose. I am living my chart. I am who I am meant to be. I am where I am meant to be. It was like this, like, like a rainbow, like the, you know, the gates had opened up and it's like, wait a second, I'm on time. I'm on purpose. And that feeling of self-love is something I will forever be grateful for, astrology. This is what just was the catalyst for me diving deep into now understanding my own chart because everything I have thought about myself and about what my chart was and who I was was really shattered in that moment because I realized you're not just your sun sign, first of all, and there's a high road and a low road to every sign, to every placement, and you really have a choice. 
And I love being in control. I love having a choice and seeing other people in my life play out the high road and the low road of certain signs. It's how I describe people sometimes. I'm like, oh, this person is in their low road of Leo right now. That's what's going on here. And it's become a language for compassion and for understanding other people in my life. So the first thing and the first gift that it has given me is self-love. And that is a gift that I just am endlessly grateful that when I look in the mirror, there is love. There is mad love (laughs) for who I am and for who I'm becoming. And so much of that, I give thanks to astrology. It has become a path to God for me. And I say this um, from Ram Dass. Ram Dass, he has a book that he wrote, The Paths to God, which is one of my favorite books of all time. And it talks about these different paths that we all take to the same place. And maybe for some people, it is through bhakti. It's through devotion. It's through chanting and singing. That's how they connect to God. Other people, it's through text. It's through reading dense ancient texts and intellectually understanding their path to God. There's so many different ways to get to God. And astrology for me was a shortcut of, oh my God, we are one. (laughs) And at the same time, we get to experience all of these placements of the planets over time by really getting to know one another. And it was this beautiful aha moment. And I've just leaned in really hard ever since. So what that looks like now is I'm regularly reading about astrology, current transits, current placements, how it's affecting me, my family, my business, the people in my life. It's so spot on. When people say, oh, I don't believe in astrology, it's hilarious to me because in my mind, astrology is a fact. (laughs) It's not something that we believe or don't believe in. It's a fact. And you can either use these facts to inform your life, to inform your love, to inform your service or not, but it's going to be there either way. And it's a beautiful language to learn. And this is coming from someone who never had a desire to learn it. And it's like one of the most beautiful languages I speak. And I'm so grateful for the words that astrology has given me. Not only has it been a path to God and seeing the oneness and seeing my play or my role in sort of this great divine Leela, but it's given me this amazing compassion for other people. And this is where I have to get really honest with you all. (laughs) When people say that I'm like kind or nice, I'm like, no, I'm not. That's not who I am. And that's okay. But kindness and being nice is not like top of my list. My immediate reactions tend to be a little more righteous and judgmental immediately without my tools. Obviously, I have tools now, thankfully, um, but my like regular state is a little disgruntled. It's a little righteous. It's a little judgy, and it's work or effort for me to step into alignment and come from this space of grace, compassion, understanding, patience, tolerance, etc. These are all the things I'm working on in therapy. And what's so interesting is astrology really helps me have more patience, have more compassion, 
for a long time, I thought Clay was what I called detached and um, kind of an asshole sometimes and not super present. And turns out he's an Aquarius. He doesn't even live on this planet. It has nothing to do with me. My husband is either thinking about AI, futuristic civilizations 2,000 years from now, or he's thinking about something that happened in World War II, or he's literally looking at the clouds and lost in another world. And I never know where he is, and I always took it so personally. Once I realized his chart, once I realized the amount of Capricorn he has in his chart, it's all facts. It's all logistics. It's all numbers. It doesn't mean he's insensitive. It doesn't mean he doesn't understand my feelings. It's just the way he works. I swear to you, astrology has been one of the number one ways that Clay and I come together because as an Aquarius and a Gemini with Aquarius rising, we're a bunch of weirdos. We over-communicate. We're super honest. And people have been like kind of weirded out by how honest we are in front of each other. And once I learned about the dance between Gemini and Aquarius, we like meet each other in that space of weirdness. We over-communicate about things that some couples would never touch with a 10-foot pole just over dinner. And it's so normal to us. And so this path to astrology has opened up my relationship and my marriage. And the coolest part about this is Clay was my business partner at the time. So he watched all the videos too, and he learned the language too. And I see him when I'm talking to a friend or I'm like, oh, what's their chart? Where's their moon? Whatever. And he has this reaction when I'm like, oh, the moon's in Scorpio. Oh, da, 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 da. He understands the language too. And it has really brought us together in a beautiful way because because it was never something either one of us had actively planned to seek out. And yet through Baba's grace, through the divine Leela, it's a love language that we speak on a daily basis. And it's something that we revere so much so that when we were deeply <laughs> unwell, when I was pregnant, um, we got really into space. We've always been really into space. Space and time are like my biggest fears. So obviously it's something that I'm sort of obsessed with, leaning into and um, going down that rabbit hole because it freaks me out. And so I like to learn about it. And we were watching um, this amazing series, which if you have any skepticism about astrology and whether or not the planets are having an influence on your life, go watch this series because these planets are gods. I mean, Saturn is Kali. And that's just my weird conspiracy, but I do believe Kali Ma lives on Saturn after watching that. It's called The Planets on Amazon Prime, and you have to pay for it. And I highly recommend it. Watching the episode on Saturn changed my being. I feel like it changed my DNA. It made so much sense to me. And um, we also got into astronomy and learning about different beings throughout time who have made some of these massive discoveries in space around astrology and astronomy. And this is where enter Johannes, Johannes Kepler. 
Kepler was a mathematician in the 1600s, and we went down a rabbit hole where we learned all about who Kepler was and decided to name our baby Kepler. So plot twist, if you don't know the name of my daughter, it's Kepler. We call her Kepi. And the reason for this is we were blown away by the unique thinking that Kepler possessed for his time. He was one of the first people to say that the earth was not the center of the universe. It was in fact the sun that we were rotating around. He was shunned by a lot of people for his work and for his math around the solar system. He designed and discovered the law of planetary motion, which led to gravity. And so at the time, this was really profound work. At the time, no one was saying these things. In addition to that, he was saying that astrology, astronomy, geometry, and God are all one in the same. They all belong together. He was mysticism meets science at the core. And that's what we are in my family. It's mysticism meets science. I am mystical. I am everything but the facts. <laughs> like I am intuition. I am feelings. I am energy. And that is how I live my life. And Clay is all about the research all about the science, all about the math. And Kepler was those things and believed that you needed both. He believed astrology and astronomy went hand in hand. And because of that was also shunned from many circles. We go on and on and on with Kepler because his mom was tried for being a witch. He had to testify and get her off of the trial. He basically saved his mom from going away for being a witch, a practicing witch. He decided that he did not want to be a Catholic and was shunned from his town, from his communities. And so for the time, there was a an element of spirituality that you could feel. And we were really blown away by this. And we decided to, that we wanted it to be the name of our baby um, because it really speaks to our family and our obsession with the sky, with space, with what's going on out there and how it's affecting us right now on planet earth. And I'm so grateful for this twist and turn because if it wasn't for this previous client, if it wasn't for this osmosis of learning astrology over a three-year period, and I mean hundreds and thousands of hours of content, I can tell you very specific things about very specific aspects and chart placements and things that are very advanced. But over time, you just learn it like any language and it's fun and it's exciting. And now I continue to dive deeper and it's so beautiful. I'm recording this today because this week I actually have a chart reading with one of my favorite astrologers ever, Ocean Pleasant, and she's the witchy kid on Instagram and she's doing a mother-daughter reading for me so that I can understand how to help Kepi live her dharma and help her become who she's meant to become and see how our charts are in um, 
a divine dance together with the universe and how I can use this knowledge to really support her in being whoever it is that she's here to be. So needless to say, it's been a journey. It's been a big journey, not to mention learning about the charts of my family. When I read my mom and dad's chart for the first time, there was just this like level of, I get it now. I get why you're the way that you are. I get why I'm the way that I am. And it just allowed me to see them as people in this world that have nothing to do with me and how that shows up and how their charts are in parallel or dance with my chart. Seeing my sister's chart makes so much sense. I mean, I'm madly in love with my sister. She's my favorite person on the planet. Um, Well, Cappy gives her a run for her money. That was before I had a daughter. They're my two favorite people on the planet. And when I see her chart, it's just like this level of love and compassion and like joy for seeing her step into her chart and who she's really here to be. And it's a beautiful way of seeing the world. And it's not the only way. And so there's so many things at play. People are like, oh, well, I'm a Leo and I don't resonate with Leo. So like, fuck astrology. (laughs) Like, wait, 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 wait. First of all, there's so many flavors of Leo, and if you were born on a new moon in Leo, that's going to show up so different. And for me, it's this beautiful opportunity if you are called or if, like myself, you just find yourself like in this world that one day you knew nothing about, the next day you're speaking the language, and it calls to you and it feels in resonance to you as a path to God to love or keep it lighter if that feels too heavy as a path to play, as a path to joy. I really see where I'm lacking fun in my chart and where my Sag is begging me to play and where that is in my chart and how that shows up in my life and how I can lean in because my whole shtick is Dharma. You know, if you've been around, if you've heard my pod, if you've watched my talk, Marketing Your Dharma is my talk that I give. Dharma is a big word for me. I really believe that we are all here to live our dharma. We have a unique calling. We have unique lives. We look the way we do. We sound the way we do. We act the way we do. We have different interests and experiences and charts so that we can be who we're meant to be. And if the astrology chart helps you be who you're meant to be and understand who you're meant to be on this soul level, why wouldn't we lean into that? And then even more than that, if it helps you understand those around us and from an even deeper perspective, what it gives me going back to that oneness and why we even exist as people, I have this belief that it's so consciousness can experience itself. We want to experience itself. And what astrology is, is we get to experience every different aspect of the chart when we get to know people that actually possess these placements instead of just looking at it on a piece of paper. We get to watch this play out in how people live their lives. And call me a Gemini, but 
communicating and understanding with people about their passions and their joys and how they want to live their lives is one of the most exciting ways that I support people. It's my dharma to light people up and help share stories and help communicate and be disruptive and be authentic in a space where it's loud and noisy, but we just keep going. And that is my chart. It's a beautiful thing. If it wasn't for my chart, I wouldn't be on a podcast. That is for sure. And I'm just now beginning to tip of the iceberg dive into human design. And this week in Witchy Business, we had Hannah join us for an energy type discussion. She was also on the podcast a couple weeks ago. And I'm really feeling drawn to lean in to my human design chart, just learning about the energy types, our authority types, and the not self um, was really big. It's like we think we know ourselves, we think we know each other, and then we get another language, another tool, another, another opportunity to like unearth, excavate, and go deeper into our own psyches, our own souls, and those around us. And to me, that's what creates the oneness is being in that place. My yoga teacher, Susanna, at the end of yoga, she talks, she says this really beautiful prayer, which I'm completely going to butcher right now. But it's I honor that place in me and I honor that place in you. And when I'm in that place in me and you're in that place in you, only then are we one. And to me, that's namaste. It's I see you, I see your soul, but it's this deepening of that meaning of only when I'm in that place of love, of divinity, of trust, of surrender, and you're in that place, then we can be one. And I find that when we're speaking the language of astrology and I'm speaking to somebody about their chart and they're telling me about their chart, we're both in that space and there's a oneness that I feel. And it's just healed me on so many levels. So I feel called to share this because I think we sort of get stuck sometimes in our tools and our ways and our limiting beliefs. I've realized recently I'm holding a lot of limiting beliefs about my life right now and what's possible for me and what I can and can't do. And it's so constructed by me and learning some of these new tools from all different angles. I'm in talk therapy for the first time in a long time. I am working with angel cards. I'm working with breath work right now. I'm working with tapping right now and astrology and human design. And this little toolkit is doing wonders at this time in my life. I didn't even have the language of human design a few months ago. And now it's like at the forefront of what I'm thinking about. And so my prayer is, if this story feels in resonance, you too feel this way about astrology, about learning dive in, like be the student. There are so many people out there that you can book readings with, that you can dive deep into your own chart that are truly there to just hold the space for you. And that's a beautiful thing when so many of us are such space holders for other people to have these outlets and these people who can use tools and languages to deepen our own understanding and our own knowledge of ourselves and the world around us lean in. I mean, there's so many free resources out there. There's so many platforms that you can join, that you can read, that you can learn from really amazing people that we just didn't even have access to before. And again, this goes back to my 
obsession with being alive right now and really loving this intersection of humanity and technology we are at. I'm going to give a short rant on AI because it just magically came up because this is something else that as a Gemini is at the forefront of what I'm wanting to learn about right now. I think this is also my Aquarius rising, but there is a tool available to us. And for me, it feels like the internet in like 1999 or a Facebook pixel in 2013. I mean, this is the cutting edge of the future. And if we can rip that bandaid off and understand chat GPT, which is just like AIM, go to openai.com right now, use it for free, start typing it in, start communicating with AI, start using your creativity and your authenticity to fuel your productivity and efficiency using AI as a tool. It's another tool. I'm going to give another whole podcast episode with my new friend, John Digger, is an absolute pro at this. He's like head of media in the Gaia sphere. I mean, he lives in the future and I can't wait to bring him on to share this with you. But my, my point in saying this is whatever you're feeling called to lean into, wherever you feel expansive in your body, for me, it turns out astrology was this massive expansion in my life. It's a language I speak daily. I didn't energetically call it in, or so I thought, but I totally did. Now that I see these tools out there, instead of feeling like I don't want to learn another tool, I've got my ways. That's that old low road, righteous, judgmental sort of like, I'm better than you energy versus wait, what can I learn from your tools? What can we build together with both of our tools? And that is what's so exciting to me about all of these different modalities out there and all these different people teaching them. You really get to find the experts and what resonates for you. You obviously need to be discerning like with it, with when it comes to AI as a new tool, it's a tool just like social media, just like a gun. You can use it for good or for bad. But at the end of the day, it's here. And if you want to lean in like astrology, it's right there. And so my prayer for you, whether it's astrology, after listening to this, you're like, I got to read my chart. I want to know my husband's chart. I want to understand this. I need to get a reading. I love the book, You Were Born for This by Chani Nichols. Um, she is an amazing um, human being, and I've learned so much from her. And she really brings like a humor. Um element to astrology and helps us make fun of ourselves in a really beautiful way and also a really meaningful, like deep understanding of astrology and this world. And there's just so many resources out there. I mean, Hannah, who was on our pod, I can't recommend a reading with her enough, Astrology or Human Design, Ocean Pleasant, Witchy Kid, Anna Hull. I mean, I could just go on and on. So there's amazing people out there and you will find somebody who you resonate with if you look. I mean, it's so true that when the student is ready, the teacher appears and I'm really feeling called to step into the role of student again and again. Um, it Last week I was in a mastermind and I was a participant for the first time in a long time in anything. I'm usually the facilitator. I'm usually the host. I'm putting it all together. I'm not typically one to sit um, in the audience. And 
this was just such a powerful reminder in how much I need to do this more and be a participant more and be a student more and show up without the need to serve, without the need to fix, to produce, and really to learn so that I can understand myself more in how I want to serve and in how I want to evolve. And so this workshop last week, one was on AI. Last night we had this workshop in Witchy Business on human design. And I'm like, yeah, it's time to be the student. It's time to really equip myself with some new tools. I've gotten really stuck. And I think it's time to shake things up. And I started with talk therapy. That was a big decision to really shake things up. It's it's not like a light thing when you're um you know, talking about like the depths of your wounds every Thursday at two o'clock, but I'm committed and it's brought up some really amazing things and really amazing shifts. And I think collectively and energetically, we are shaking things up and wherever you want to lean in, you have full permission. You do not need to ask. And I just want to remind you that you do not need to ask permission. You can be, you can learn, you can serve, you can create whatever it is you want right here, right now. And that's the power we have access to in this time and space that we find ourselves in. And it's profound. And astrology has been one of those tools that has helped me evolve into the space that I am today. And it continues to be a tool that I can always learn something new. The world of astrology is ancient, it's complex, it's multidimensional, and it's a never-ending, it's a never-ending path to God. And I love it. And thank you for letting me share this journey. It started in 2016. It's now 2023, and I haven't publicly shared my journey and what astrology has really done for me with the gift of self-love, for understanding those around me and um, feeling the oneness. And I'm forever grateful. So I hope wherever you are on your journey to whoever you're becoming and living your dharma, you're open to learning, you're open to the tools, you're open to pivots, you're open to evolution. And um, I really believe that the seeking is enough. And when we are seeking and we were open and we were ready, um, all that we desire appears. So that is my prayer for you is that you continue seeking, you continue to lean into whatever calls you. And if you are excited about astrology, if you're excited about this path to God, lean in, baby. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all that you do. This podcast community allows me to live my dharma. I can't stress this enough. When I look at my gifts of communication, storytelling, empathy, intuition, listening, the podcast allows me to do all of those things. And it's one of the only outlets where I really do feel I get to be all of me. So thank you, thank you, thank you for showing up, for being a part of this community, for seeing me. I definitely see you. I am here for you. I am in service to you. And until next time, keep growing.